5: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching
7: FSR. listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: Boom, what up America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio broadcasting live from the tirerack.com studios. tirerack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection over 10,000 recommended installers. tirerack.com the way tire buying should be. Whoa, how difficult a loss was it for uh for Dodger Nation? John Ramos' unplanned um, unpardoned, unexcused absence from today's show. He just, John Ramos was seen in the hallway saying, I can't work today. I can't work like this. Padres tie the series at one. Sam, do you have a dog? Iowa Sam uh, is our technical director for the day. Sam, now being obviously from Iowa, do you have a dog in the fight in the Padres-Doyers matchup? I'm definitely pulling for the, for the Dodgers. I've not been to Petco Park yet, but I've been to Dodger Stadium for several games. And I would say I'm a Dodger fan. Okay. Um, I'm quietly enjoying this, right? Because Dodger fans are the worst. They're the best and the worst. They're very good baseball fans, right? Very good baseball fans. They pay attention. They're knowledgeable. Any critique people have of the L.A. sports fan is... Uh, is a hundred percent off in regards to Dodger fans. One of the like people are like, well, they sh- they don't show up on time. Have you ever tried to get into Dodger Stadium? It's it it's next to impossible. Plus, last night was a five five fifteen first pitch. Not sure if you've ever been in that area of Los Angeles five fifteen first pitch. It ain't easy. it ain't ain't pretty. Um, they draw four million people a year. They win a ton of games. But man, it's getting late early. You get to Clayton Kershaw. It looks like Kershaw's got... He might as well just walk Manny Machado every time Machado's up. Because that dude's just sitting there with salivating. Throw me something else, Clayton. All right, Clayton's throwing curveballs instead of sliders. You know something's not good. You okay, J. Stu?
8: Um, I think we'll get into this on our um, in the bonus pod a little bit deeper. But, you know, my preset is negative anyway. so it's, it's glass half empty. Yeah. So... I'm not as shocked or worried as your more optimistic fans. I I usually see the worst coming before it comes, so when it does come I'm not shocked. I I pointed out the issues during the season that we've had the last two games. And that is, we don't have a bullpen. We don't have a bullpen that we know of that is proven to close out games in high leverage situations. And when you're kicking everybody's ass All season long, how do you know you have clutch players to deliver in high-leverage situations? The last 15 of the 18 innings played, the Padres have dominated the Dodgers. That's a fact. And now they're going home to San Diego. Um, Confidence and momentum are a dangerous
6: combination, Doug. It it very much is. And that's the thing about baseball that – and, and and generally with analytics that it's very hard to calculate, which is confidence, momentum, like all of those all of those things. Just the energy of the playoffs, it's different, and guys react differently to it. All right, we'll we'll circle back to Major League Baseball's playoffs upcoming. Um, this story is amazing. So there's Seth Wickersham. He wrote the book on the Patriots dynasty, right on the on the entire Patriots dynasty. He has a new article out on ESPN.com where. He, he basically says, Dan Snyder, the reason Dan Snyder still owns the Washington with well, the commanders now, it's very hard, is he's got dirt on the on the rest of the dudes. He, here's this is from the article, right? Cradling a drink in one hand. I, I'd like to have a discussion about what drink we think Daniel Snyder drinks. He tells members of his inner circle about the dirt he has accumulated on his fellow owners, coaches, executives and even his own employees. All the stuff he's learned from other sources, including private investigation firms. He never says exactly what he knows, only that in his 23 years as owner of the Washington Commanders, he knows a lot. And that in a zero-sum world of billionaires, this is how you survive. Snyder recently told a close associate that he has gathered enough secrets to, quote, blow up several NFL owners, the league office and even Commissioner Roger Goodell. They can't F with me, he has said privately. They can't F with me. Uh, this from NHTSA. Any first responder will tell you never try and beat a train. After breaking, you can take a mile for a train to stop. When it comes to rail crossing, stop trains can't Paid for by NHTSA. There's another quote in there. It said the NFL is like the mafia. That's people don't like business. This is how business is done. I'm I am not in any way saying Dan Steiners a good dude. I'm not. But it there were so many different moments in which he thought maybe the NFL would have an opportunity to replace him that they have not, nor have they tried to it. It led you to believe there had to be some reason here. Then is your reason. He's you get dirt. Like, Hey, if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me, taking everybody with me. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's a lot of, uh, that's, that's a lot of what, Others have said, right, like John Gruden kind of hinted at that, but obviously he couldn't he didn't have the ammo. You you don't survive with all of the controversies of the Washington first Redskins, then football team, now commanders, unless you got something in your back pocket. And in DC, this is how the game is played. What's the we're gonna on the on the pod today, we're gonna do our to, our our favorite uh must-see TV shows, right? It's Thursday night. People used to watch must-see TV. Now they watch NFL football. We'll get into the Washington Commanders taking on the Chicago Bears, uh, two teams that have quarterbacks, both that were first-round picks, both two teams that look like they're going to be looking for quarterbacks very soon. But, um, yeah, I I look at this deal, and and I'm – this is the most – what was the show – it was it was canceled because of uh, what's the show? He was the president. Then I think she became the president. A Netflix show. God, why House am of I? Cards? House of Cards. This is a House of Cards type of move, isn't it? Totally. This is
8: cold blooded.
6: Of course, it's cold blooded. But you know, in many ways, people say, "Well, that, that that that's that's business, right?" Or maybe that's D.C. That's how politics work. Right you collect a dossier on somebody just in case rainy day dossier and then somebody comes out and and you get and what you do is you just you you throw the attention to other places you know I mean look this is clearly what's happened with Herschel Walker Herschel said enough stupid stuff himself, but it's pretty obvious all this the family stuff and the the previous women and all that somebody had a dossier and you're just waiting for. All right, I'm not going to waste this unless he becomes a serious candidate. Now he becomes a serious candidate, and boom, there's all the skeletons. You open the closet. All right, we saw when John Kerry got Swift boated. Do you guys remember the Swift boat? Yeah. I mean, and and I, you know, John Kerry handled it so terribly. Right, all he had to say was, "I was there." This other guy wasn't, but he couldn't couldn't get out of couldn't get out of the way. He got Swift boated, and the, and that was that. You know, with uh, Hillary Clinton, it was the emails. Right. With Trump, there was the the video with Billy Bush. This was locker room talk. Right. It was just locker room. It was uh, this. This is this is politics. This is D.C. This is how the game is played. i again. And please don't think Golly's like, this is this is a good owner. This is a good guy. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wish I could tell you that everything's on the up and up and everybody's good people and the best people are in the best positions but it's not always the case it, it's not never the case some things are as they seem but this is the kind of story that leads you to believe everybody's diabolical it's like yeah i got a i got a dossier on jerry I, I, my 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 advice in the dossier on jerry would be just save it nothing brings down jerry jones Right. Remember he had there's the pictures or was it a video of him with the with, with like two different women and like nothing. Teflon bounces right off. Settle down just a little bit. Settle down just a little bit there.
8: By the way, happy birthday. Eighty today. Eighty. Jerry
6: Jones eighty? There
8: you go. Doesn't look there a day go. over seventy eight. The Dallas
7: Cowboys. <laughs> I,
6: I I will like Jerry's a guy that when he's gone, we're gonna really miss him. There'll be a there will be a um uh, there will be a wake. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to kill him off when I say wake. Not not the not the wake like funeral also, wake. How do you know he's Catholic, Doug? Isn't the isn't <laughs> I, the I wake mean, reserved like, wake, specifically like the, for the? I mean like the the wake in a lake sort of sort of thing. That's what I'm talking about. Not like right? a there will be a he will be missing. There will be a uh, like a black hole. What's um when when something is is obvious and that it's missing. What is it? What's the expression? What's Void? the word?
8: I, uh... A void. Yeah.
6: There will be a void. There you go. Thank you. Whew. I mean, I killed him off. I had a wake. I don't know if he's Catholic. How about them cowboys? And we, we circled back around. I, that, I just, I think this is amazing. Like Daniel Snyder hitting every stereotype of, of the bad owner of the bad boss. Literally, he's hit every single one. It's it's so bad, you're like, nobody's going to write a script like this, right? Who writes a script of a guy coming in, takes over a historic franchise, then starts charging their fans to come to training camp when it's never been done before? Constant missteps, saying and doing the wrong thing. And look, I actually supported his stance on the Redskins' name. I just think the way in which he presented it was was... It it was like, dude, what are you doing? He would get so incredibly defensive that she almost felt like I want them to change the name just because he's he can be an a hole. Right? Then you have, um, then you have the everything that went on with their cheerleaders and how women were treated in the organization. And then you know, then he throws his wife out there like, no, she's running the thing. I'm not running the thing. It, it, the whole thing is fascinating. And you start to, anytime you ask yourself, like, how does he stay in, like, and by the way, if you think he's got a dossier, Jerry's probably got an entire wing of, of his, uh, of his offices that he's got, he's got the goods on people, but this is the most Washington house of card story ever. Daniel Steiner, I got a dossier on each of these guys. I'm good and if if Rod doesn't go after him can't get the team the other guys you know that there's a legit dossier amazing stuff did you like house of cards jace too
8: i loved it yeah um it was a little funky after spacey was canceled but uh the final season of house of cards like there's some brilliant um scenes and writing in that season i think the problem was that it got such bad press. I don't. I think people kind of didn't watch it, but it's really good when she gets to be president. Uh,
6: Robin Wright, Robin yeah, Wright gets to be president. Yeah. She played Claire Underwood. Francis Underwood was Kevin Spacey. You obviously got written off the show. I here's 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 uh, The West Wing is how we wish the 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 how we wish the White House would be, right and. Uh, House of Cards is a lot closer to what the White House or what politics is.
7: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you?
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
4: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
6: Fox Sports Radio tailgates presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on the Big Green Egg. The most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com. Hey, um, Jason Stewart, you have a birthday coming up, do you not? I do. Um. So I have a question for you. This is not necessarily for you personally. This is just for ya sort of thing. A guy of your age, what's an appropriate guy-to-guy birthday present for a guy of your age?
8: You know, I've been asked, by the way, and I, I tell people I'm easy to please as long as it's expensive. As long as, long as what you're getting is expensive, I, I don't care what it is. Um, but no, I, I don't know, I. If I'm going to buy something for a fifty-year-old friend, yes. liquor is always the easiest. I, liquor I just, is the easiest. I right? just go get some middle to top shelf uh, liquor. I'm a Scotch drinker, um, so that's that's an easy one for me. But um, you know, uh, Dan Dan's the most thoughtful guy on staff when it comes to giving gifts. So I would ask him instead of me.
6: Dan, what do you think uh, for a man of his age, a, a smart gift would be?
10: Well, this is this is the tricky thing about. Uh, I think Jason is going to get a lot of fifty dollar gift cards. Ah, uh-huh. mm. so so mm. from a variety mm. of places because mm. it's the big five zero. Yeah, so it is the big five zero. So like the like different forty nine fifty one or whatever, but I think it just fits with the fifty dollar gift card for his fiftieth birthday. Good so. point. Yeah, I love it. Um, Not giving away any hints on what I may have gotten. Uh, jason stewart but otherwise um you know there are uh maybe a, a dodgers uh t-shirt a uh dodgers t-shirt yes here's
6: a, this is this is a this is a question but, uh, for well, you guys okay this is a really good question for you guys and i need an honest answer okay as host of this here show i do get some cool free stuff not always but i get some cool free stuff right it's like how they? How you know? It's like if you're gonna read an ad, you know, big green egg for example. I'm staring at my big green egg right. Like I do, in fact, have a big green egg. Yeah. Um, and so the the, the question is, if I have something cool that was sent to me, given to me, it was given to me, but it has a it's valuable. I
10: am technically re-gifting. Is that a bad gift? If it's a good gift, if it's something that you'd want. Uh, yes. Uh, I think that I think what you could do is you could give that person that gift, but then I think you are also obligated to get them a real gift. <laughs> Something that I don't came think out of Doug was going for that one. Your no,
6: no. It's, it's, uh, this, this is a real discussion. That's yeah. Dan's opinion on it. Okay? I think the real yeah. gift, like, look, it can either be mine or yours. If it's your, it was mine and it's yours, that's a gift that you didn't have previously. I was saying, where are you on the re-gift idea? Listen. If you gave me a big green egg, right? Or let's say a prepaid. I'm not giving him a big green egg. So let's. No. Okay. Well, I'm just- he can have mine that- if I get a new one. He can have mine. That, that that would definitely be bad regifting. If someone gave me a big green egg and it was brand new,
12: or you know, even like a prepaid Discover card, let's get some other other uh, you know clients in here. Uh, I I wouldn't ask where it's coming from. I'd yeah. be thrilled to be getting a b- big green egg because I know that you know those are not the cheapest. Things out there, they're very high quality
6: products. So that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm be giving him excited. a fifty dollars gift certificate from Tire No, <laughs> no, I'm no, no, fine was, with that too. Was, and I and say. I and here's what I'm doing. I'm going to bet on something. I'm going to put about five dollars on the game tonight. And if they if uh, if the team I'm picking wins, then I get two hundred dollars in free bets from DraftKings. And I will bequeath that. Oh yes. To uh, yes! to Jason yes! as well.
8: By the way, that Brilliant. that's a great gift. I don't. I mean, like handing somebody like a Vegas like a a ticket with a parlay for the weekend i think is a great gift like you're going to really? keep all the winnings like like giving people scratchers like give them 20 scr- i i like doing that stuff but um but if you combine the information we've all given you in yes. in this the last 3 minutes yes combining Dan's with Iowa Sams and mine yes the answer is that just get me something expensive yeah. to go with the sleep number bed <laughs>
6: To go to the sleep number yeah, bed, I got number it. Number I, got, I, I, I got it. Okay, we'll, we'll get on that. Uh, Mike McCarthy told Dak something he didn't want to hear. Here is Mike McCarthy and what he told Dak:
11: You got to trust the medical process. I mean, this is a seventeen game season. That, that was my. You know, my immediate response. I, I know Dak didn't want to hear it, but uh, we got to make sure uh, that he's right for the long haul too. Um, so, not that I'm saying we're being conservative, because I mean it doesn't really line up with with him and the way he approaches. You know, uh, preparing for the play. This really is following the medical timeline, and and, and he's doing all the things you could possibly do and more uh, to get ready. I I understand that
6: many people will sit there and say, hey, the the. The Cowboys are stalling, right? They're stalling because they don't really want Dak back. I don't believe that to be the case. Don't get me wrong. Like, you just kind of play out this hot streak with Cooper Rush, and you do it as best you can. I think it's more of what happened with Russell Wilson last year. Dan Beyer can tell you, like, obviously he hasn't been good this year, but there was a dramatic fall off when he came back too early from a similar injury. Is that, Dan, is that a fair, yes. fair perspective? yep, 100%. And I think that's what they're doing. They're sitting there going, like, what's, what's the rush? We have, we, we've won some games here early. We'd like to win this weekend. If we can't, we can't. But it's better. And you don't want to have Dak come back and play poorly, especially after Cooper Rush has played well. Because now you have a real quarterback controversy if he's not really ready and his, hand, his hand's not right. So I, I actually think, as we told you, House of Cards is more how D.C. really is, as opposed to the West Wing, and, and many of the ways that president was is the way you wish a president would be. All that sounds good. like so I, I, the, 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 There's all kinds of angling behind the scenes. I don't think this is angling by the Cowboys. I really don't. I don't think that they think long-term Cooper Rush is the answer. I think they think long-term das, Dak Prescott needs to be 100% before he comes back, because if not... He hurt his confidence. If not, Cooper Rush suddenly becomes a talking point for people, and it hurts the overall leadership of Dak. And I think this is a reaction to last year, Russell Wilson, not this year, uh, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush. Doug Gottlieb, show Fox Sports Radio. Brandon Whedon joins us. Of course, former co- uh, Cowboy quarterback at Oklahoma State. We'll ask him about their game against TCU, two undefeated teams upcoming this weekend. But, but first, Brandon, let me, let me play for you what – this was Mike McCarthy – Talking about Dak Prescott and whether or not he's ready for for the game this week.
11: you got to trust the medical process. I mean, this is a 17-game season. That, that was my... You know, my immediate response, I, I know Dak didn't want to hear it, but uh, we got to make sure uh, that he's right for the long haul, too. Um, so not that I'm saying we're being conservative because, I mean, it doesn't really line up with with him and the way he approaches, you know, uh, preparing for the play. This really is following the medical timeline, and, and, and he's doing all the things you could possibly do and more uh, to get ready. Brandon, what,
6: what, why do you think Dak's uh, still being held out?
7: Uh, well, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I mean, there's no there's no reason no reason to rush it. I guess you know you got this week, and then you got to buy. If I remember right, after this week, so you, you're basically buying yourself two weeks. You know, if it was, you know, a high ankle sprain or something like that, it's different. But coming off of a you know on your throwing hand thumb, I had a thumb injury in college. I mean, it's it wasn't all of a sudden that surgery, but it was a pretty severe injury. You know, time is time's the only thing that's going to heal that thing. So. Um no, I I think it's a smart move. You know, if Cooper Rush was playing bad football and they weren't playing well I mean their defense is so dominant right now that, you know, Cooper Rush doesn't have to go out and put the team on his back right now. He's gotta go out and keep doing what he's doing, not you know, not uh, shooting, you know, himself in the foot and, and turn the ball over. So no, I mean I I do I, eventually I mean I think in two weeks or three weeks I guess, you know, Jack will be back in there. I, I think that uh, he's the quarterback that gives him the best chance to win, you know, throughout the remainder of the season. But uh if it was any other, you know, injury, um, you know, I'd, I'd be, a little, be a little fishy. But with the thumb, I mean, it's it's a, obviously a very important part of of throwing the football, and you know, you, you don't want uh, you only back because then it kind of kind of hampers you for the rest of the year.
6: Brandon Wheaton's our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You know, going for two has become a trend, uh, but uh, what did you think of Monday Night Football? Raiders are down a point on the road against Kansas City, with four minutes and change to go. They decided to go for two. Didn't get it. End up getting the ball back. But before we get to all that, like, what did you think of that decision to go for two?
7: I didn't. Honestly, I didn't mind it. I mean, one, um, you know, they ran the ball pretty effectively. You know, um, Jacobs almost got in. You know, he had been running the ball pretty nice all night. So, and plus, there was four four minutes and twenty one seconds left. If I remember right, there was plenty of time left. So. You know, they, the defense does go out and get a stop and get the ball back. They should get the ball back with with a bunch of time on the clock. So, I honestly, I, that one it didn't bother me. I, I thought it was um, probably the right play. Actually, I'm, I'm not an analytics guy. I don't I don't believe in a lot of that stuff. But um, <clears throat> I think regardless, I think it was the I think it was the right call. You know, it just didn't work. They're half half a yard short, and um, you know that was the difference. But yeah, I, I think with that much time left on the clock, I thought it was the right call.
6: Um. And if you look at the call, I, he actually, he had three options, right? It was a read option. He could have run it. It was wide open to run the ball to the right side. He could have thrown it to Devontae Adams, who was open. There was no safety there, and he'd beaten his man inside. Or he could have handed it off. He handed it off, and, and the guy made a good play. So it, it does, in fact, it does in fact happen. Um, let's, get to, let's get to some college football. Oklahoma State now travels to TCU. You said you went to the Texas Tech game. What are your impressions of Oklahoma State?
7: Yeah, i think they're a damn good football team you know I, I think spencer's playing probably the best football of his career he's been there a long time he's played a lot of ball he's playing really well at quarterback um you know they don't have that dominant running back that you're used to seeing at oklahoma state but they've got a couple guys back there that are good backs that kind of complement each other pretty well um so they run the ball you know well enough and spencer's been running the ball effectively so um, offensively, I think they've done a lot of a lot of really nice things. They've taken care of the ball. Had, turnovers haven't been an issue. Hopefully, that continues. Um, but you know, my, I guess my only worry is is on defense in the secondary. I mean, there's some young players back there. You got some injuries. Um, TCU can swing it around. They can are pretty explosive. Sunny Dykes has got a pretty explosive offense. Um, they like to, to to chunk it. Um, one of the receivers. I can't remember the guy's name. He had like 14 catches last week. So. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tall task for the for the secondary. That's probably my biggest concern. But overall, I mean, um, you know, kind of opposite of what's going on in Norman. I mean, on defense, these guys are physical. Uh, seems like they have got a pretty good concept of what they want to do, coverage wise, pressure wise. Uh, great front, uh, pass rush is really good, um, and they're physical. I mean, they're just a, a gritty, uh, smash mouth type defense, and that's. Um, you know, sometimes effort can get uh, can get you through maybe a lack of talent here and there. So it's uh, it's fun to watch them play. They're they're having a heck of a year.
6: Brandon Wheaton's our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Russell Wilson has an injection in his shoulder. Um, is that what's wrong with him? Is that is that there's something going on in the shoulder? I mean, I I, I heard. A, uh, was it a partially torn lat? Like, look, it, for anybody who's played a sport, anytime you sprain something, that's some form of partial tear. If it was serious, he wouldn't be playing. But he got a platelet enrichment therapy injection. Is that what's wrong with, with Russell Wilson?
7: Oh, no, that sounds expensive. I don't even know what with that's a platelet would inject. That sounds pretty high-tech. High but uh, <clears throat> to me, no. I mean, Uh, you know, even early on in the year, I I don't really think he's looked like himself. I don't know if that's, you know, the scheme they run, you know, he's been in the league for what, I don't know, 12, 13 years now. And so he's ran the same offense pretty much his entire career. So, you you know, I don't know if it's just comfort in what they're doing offensively. Um, But he just, I don't know, there's times that he looks like a deer in headlights and he's not making good decisions. You know, I'm used to seeing play action, come off the play action, he's 12 yards deep and just let it rip. And I mean he looks like he's trying to get the ball out as fast as he can, you know, to the flats and you know, he wants to, to get the ball out. I mean he's he's not he's not taking some of those risks and, and chances that you're used to seeing him, you know, and then also mobility. I, I don't think he's he doesn't look as mobile as he as he had, even a couple of years ago, he looks like he's a little um you know, fish in the pocket. He's not he's not moving around very well, he's not you know, creating plays like you used to seeing. So now he, he he doesn't look anything like the player he has. Um, you know, we've all watched him now, you know, a lot of people are like, Well, he's just not that good in Seattle. Well, no, I think he's a good player, but he also when he came in the league, he had the best defense probably in the league those few years. He had Marshawn Lynch, which is an absolute monster and he had some a few weapons on the outside. he had a he had a supporting cast around him that that uh allowed him not to have to win every game and, and he not take a bunch of risks. He'd throw it thirteen, fourteen, fifteen times a game and and uh, and won a bunch of games, so uh, no. But something's wrong. He he just doesn't look the same. Doesn't look the same in the pocket, and then he doesn't. Uh, he just doesn't doesn't look the same. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of scratching my head with it. I, I can't it's, figure it out.
6: If I were to give you a blank slate and said write the sack rule, what's a legal sack and what's not? What would it look like?
7: <laughs> oh man, who knows what sack is? You know, I mean, uh God, man, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know. What what sucks for these guys on defense is you know the the sack on Brady, you know it looked just like the sack on Mahomes. They kind of slung him in the ground and whatever you know. Um, Look, uh, the game's getting a little soft, I and mean, that's coming from a quarterback, a quarterback that I mean even when I came in the league, Doug. You know this. I mean, I'm, they could still drive us into the ground. Now I, I do think if there's malicious intent there and you're trying to hurt a guy, like when Aaron Rodgers got drove in the ground and broke his collarbone, like that's what they're trying to get rid of. Now. I think it's gone too far. Obviously, everything that's going on with Tua has, you know, kind of made that even more um, magnified, I guess, if you will. So they've got to figure it out, though. And if that's going to replay and it takes an extra 30 seconds to a minute, that, you know, but, you know, that's what they're doing in college for these, these hits, these targeting hits. And it's just, it's getting out of control. But the quarterback is definitely being protected, which I'm not, I'm not against, but, you know, to me, roughing the patches should be blatant forces blows to the head low you know diving at guys knees i mean that's you know that's dangerous and the guy's not protected um but good lord i mean what chris jones did the other night obviously what happened with atlanta and tom brady and i mean it's it's almost laughable i mean it's 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 an absolute joke and um you know the nfl's got a big problem on their hands it's you know and it's not really the nfl i mean it's the nfl pa too it's the players union it's the you know that that committee. I mean, it's gotten it's gotten it's gone too far. I mean, I think I'm all for player protection, player safety, but it's gone too far.
6: Brandon, great stuff as always. Thanks for being our guest.
7: You got it, buddy. See you.
6: All right, that's uh, Brandon Whedon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, um, when it's like you said, you know, when quarterbacks speak up and and say something, it's completely different than anybody else speaking up and 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 uh, and and saying something. Um, all right, we got, uh, whoo, oh, this will be interesting. Whew, we got, we got, we got that as well. I like that. Uh, keep in mind, by the way, if you haven't, you can download the, the podcast, the, uh, in the bonus podcast, which follows this show live. It drops right away, right at two o'clock on the West, five o'clock on the East. Coming up with the Doug Gottlieb show live from the Tyrac.com studios. We're going to tell you the best sports owner in history.
7: That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you?
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
4: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
9: Basically,
1: everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
12: But the
3: problem is that that
12: paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake.
9: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. Let's get to a game, shall we?
7: It's game
10: time. It's game time.
7: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
10: Uh, Dan, what's the game today? Doug, the game today is... I feel a draft.
7: (laughs) I feel a draft. All
10: right, on the heels of this Dan Snyder report from ESPN. uh, Today we are drafting most popular owners in sports history. This could be for good or bad reasons. But uh, when you talk about owners of sports teams... We are drafting uh, the most popular, again, for good or bad reasons. The draft order. Uh, Doug, you're first. Jason is second. Sam picks third, and I pick fourth. And then we snake it in reverse for the second round. Uh, I'll start with you, Jason. Jason, would
6: you like to trade my first for your second and um, whatever that is, the seventh pick?
8: Um, yeah, let me do it. Go for it. Let's do it. All right. First overall, um, if you watch the HBO um, series... I don't know if it's HBO. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, HBO Max, yeah. Jerry Buss seems like a really fun guy to play for, and he dominated a decade of a major sport as an owner, and then came back, won three in a row in the late 90s, and then two more uh, 10 years later. So Jerry Buss, because he's a winner, because he loves his 20-something blondes. And he's a he's a huge poker player too. I'd like to sit down and, and play cards with him in a, another lifetime.
6: Yeah, you're going to have to wait till you get upstairs. Uh, yeah. to get the call. Hopefully, that's not anytime soon. Although you're closer to it than the rest of us are. So I'm yeah, thanks. Trying, can't one, say one the uh, happy birthday to you.
8: <laughs> Thank you. I can't say the rest of the kids, uh, but Jerry Buss, most popular owner in
10: sports for me. All right. Doug, now this is the first of three picks of yours. Jason can go on vacation now because his selections are gone. Who do you got his at number two? His selections are done. Yep. Yeah,
6: right? Um, I, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, Dan Rooney. I mean, I would go the whole Rooney family, right? Uh, but Dan Rooney, has sure. the, the Rooney family with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. you know What, have they had four coaches ever? Or no, three coaches. They've only had three coaches. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. All, all three have won Super Bowls. Um, they support their team. They've, they've, they've been big in terms of pushing di- the diversity envelope. They've also, I think, done a better-than-average job of drafting and procuring talent. I know this year is a bad year. It's a down year, and it's going to challenge them to see if they have the right quarterback to replace Big Ben. But they've kind of figured it out, and so I'm going to go with the, the Rooneys as my, my number 1 overall pick, second pick overall. All right, Sam, you're on the clock at number 3.
12: I'm gonna go with uh, George Steinbrenner. You know, oh, he was uh, pick. lionized in Seinfeld. Had a larger than life personality, and he uh, he was the you know he saw a lot of championships during his his time.
10: That's a real good pick at number number three, and into the baseball world, there there were there were some close to my heart that I thought about taking maybe because of uh, team allegiance, but I think at number four I have to go Al Davis. Um, no matter how. Crazy things may have gone at the end with PowerPoint. Just his lasting legacy. And then I'm going to go new school, newer school. I'll take Jerry Jones at five. Jerry. Yeah, I'll Jerry take Jones. Jerry Jones at so five. Just a, so, so just a little bit. <laughs> I, I will point
6: out that that uh, George Steinbrenner, a horrible guy, and Al Davis. I mean, what Al Davis did to Marcus Allen, right, Try to ruin his career, and what George Steinbrenner did try to do to Dave Winfield. People forget, like, George Steinbrenner was suspended from Major League Baseball because he was trying to dig up dirt. He was trying to do the Dan Snyder on Dan, Dave Winfield, his best player. So I, I get what you're saying. You're, this is good you're, or bad. This is not, you know, this I, is. I, I, get, yeah. I get it. I just want to make sure that people have the proper picture because we don't do that. We don't. Most people don't have that understanding of it. Now, posthumously, everything is,
10: you know, dot, dotting your eyes with hearts. But when you, know you think sports owners, like if you were to like Steinbrenner or Al Davis, not, no, I didn't you said best I, sports no, owners. I, I I said good or bad, but most popular sports owners. So yeah, uh, who's that? Who's that? Uh, Sam is six.
12: Sam, you got one right. All right, and this yeah, this does not necessarily fall into um, you know having a great uh, track record off the field, but I am going to go with uh, Robert Kraft. Ah, uh, good because. Pick. You know, his he has, you know, he's the owner of one of the most successful NFL franchises of all time. Solid. All right, Doug, you uh, got
10: the
6: last two. Um, I'm going to say the Green Bay Packers. The fans. The fans who don't actually own the team, <laughs> they just fund the team, right? I guess I do I have a piece of paper. Okay. Francis! Can you can you make any personnel changes? Do you get any discount on your seats? Are you considered an owner of the team? The whole thing is brilliant. Brilliant, by the league. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers.
8: That's a game, huh? Game
6: Andy had one more pick. I like, one more time. P- on p- yeah, the but.
7: Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh,
6: I'll get my, my pick. Uh, i upcoming next. Dana Jeremiah joins me to gloat because his Padres actually won a baseball game. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
3: I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Salaya Mosin.
9: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.